Hello, this is Super Informed Radio, the official Uni Super podcast. I'm Lyndon, and this is our monthly investment market podcast where we take you through the investment landscape of the past month and look forward to October. Unisuper economist and investment manager David Colosimo is here. Uh, David, welcome back. Great to be here. Thanks, Lyndon. David, markets were a bit soft in August, but then in September, they kind of took quite a big fall. What happened there? Yeah, Australian shares were down 3.5% in September. US shares were down 5%. So that's actually quite big falls in both markets. Uh, And these falls were broad-based as well. The market is often split into 11 big industry sectors, uh, and 10 of those were negative in both markets. It was really only the energy sector that was higher. And in terms of what's driving that weakness, David, what, what is that? Well, I think the biggest driver this month was bond yields. Uh, The 10-year yield on government bonds in both countries uh, were up nearly half a percentage point. So that's a very big move in such a short space of time. Now, the relationship between bond yields and share prices is not all that stable. Sometimes they can move in the same direction. uh, That is, share prices can go up when bond yields go up. Uh, Now, that can happen if both markets start looking forward to stronger growth But that didn't happen in September, though, did it? No, no. In September, higher bond yields were definitely bad news for shares. Now, you could point to a few reasons for this, but the simplest one is that markets now expect interest rates to remain higher for longer. Now, one by one, the world's major central banks have signalled that they're finished with hikes for now. Uh, They're pausing to assess the impact of all their previous rate hikes. Uh, But financial markets have realised that any chance of rate cuts is a lot further away than they expected. Now, the US Federal Reserve actually reinforced this message at their meeting in September. Their own projections showed interest rates staying higher for longer. Now, so bond yields around the world, they've moved to new highs. US bond yields, for example, recently hit the highest level since 2007. Uh, And interest rates on US 30-year fixed rate mortgages, they're actually the highest level since 2000. So these higher interest rates, that's renewed worries about growth because this has flow-on effects to the economy. For example, it's hard to see a recovery in residential construction when mortgage rates are at 23-year highs. David, we've spoken previously about the US and this idea of a soft landing. So with those worries about growth that you've just spoken about, is there a risk now to the US and its soft landing? Yeah, for sure. Um, It just adds actually to a growing list of concerns that have developed about the US economy recently. We're seeing these play out in different ways. For example, rising oil prices uh, and the restart of student debt loan repayments, they're both putting a squeeze on consumers. So there's a renewed risk that we'll see a fall in spending. Uh, We've had the United Auto Workers Union start strike action Uh, That could limit uh, motor vehicle production. Uh, But the most important one this month was actually the risk of the US government shutdown. Now, we actually highlighted this last month, that Congress must agree on funding for the new US financial year by the end of October. Uh, And on the last trading day of the month, it actually didn't look like they were going to make it. Now, over the weekend, uh, there's been a temporary 40-day stopgap deal negotiated. This should actually boost US markets when they reopen this week. But it is only a short-term solution. So there's still some uncertainty around how this will ultimately be resolved. Well, hopefully it looks like we've avoided it for now. Um, Inflation, David, what about inflation? Well, the news on inflation globally uh, has been a bit mixed. 
Uh, we've had oil prices and some food prices rising strongly again. Uh, so headline inflation has been re-accelerating in the last few months, and we even saw that in Australia. Now, looking through that, the underlying inflation pressures, they do continue to ease, but only slowly. Uh, so it does feel that central bank patients could still be tested over coming months. All right. Uh, let's get back to equity markets for a minute. You mentioned energy shares were really the only source of strength. Are you able to drill down into that a bit more? Uh, yeah. Uh, oil prices have risen quite strongly since they bottomed out in June. This only got worse in September. They rose another 6% after Saudi Arabia and Russia announced an extension to their output cuts. Now, this helps push energy shares higher. The largest US energy company, Exxon, for example, was up 6%, uh, while Santos in Australia was up 3%. Now, at the other end of the scale, uh, the real estate sector, which is particularly vulnerable to higher bond yields, that was down 8% and 9% respectively in the US and Australia. The US tech sector was also weak. That was down 7%. Uh, I'd highlight that Apple was down 9% after reports that the use of its products had been banned for Chinese government officials, uh, and also its Chinese rival Huawei released a new top-of-the-line handset. Uh, nearly 20% of Apple's revenue comes from China, so quite a risk there. Uh, the tech sector was also a buzz with the IPO of semiconductor company Arm, which surged as much as 30% on its first day. Uh, and here in Australia, the biggest story was probably Qantas, which has had quite well-documented public relations issues. Uh, and now we've seen the early departure of their long-standing CEO. Uh, and these issues were also compounded by a poor market update. It was actually down more than 12% this month. David, we usually get around to speaking about China. Um, in terms of its economy, is there still weakness there as well? China remains an interesting one. Um, Chinese authorities uh, have still been resisting that big, strong fiscal stimulus package that other governments delivered coming out of COVID. Instead, they've continued to deliver on a wide range of smaller measures. Uh, this month, the state-owned banks lowered their mortgage rates. Governments eased mortgage eligibility for first home buyers. Now, the impact of these policies are now starting to add up, and it is actually starting to show up in better economic data. Uh, credit growth, industrial production, retail sales, they're all starting to suggest the economy might actually be stabilising and improving again. Uh, and the inflation rate has also moved out of negative territory. So we've had quite positive news, uh, but despite this, it's still not translating to stronger equities. Chinese shares were actually still down 2% in September. So a little bit better than Australia and the US, but weak nonetheless. All right, David, looking forward to October now. What are you looking out for this month? Well, here in Australia, on October 3rd, we have the first RBA meeting under new governor, Michelle Bullock. Uh, we're yet to see how things change under new management, but I think we can be pretty confident that the RBA is still in wait and see mode, at least for this month. Uh, meanwhile, in the US, uh, the Federal Reserve don't announce their next decision until November 1st. In China, uh, we have a Politburo meeting scheduled this month, so that may see more concrete policy measures from Chinese authorities to boost growth. And finally, starting from the second week of October and extending into November, uh, many of Australia's largest companies will hold their annual general meetings. 
Key here will be the trading updates on recent business performance. So during reporting season, most reports still suggested that the consumer was quite resilient here in Australia. So the key will be whether there are any signs of softness emerging. Well, David, another month, another podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you again in November. Thanks, Lyndon. Looking forward to it. And that wraps up this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or you can also check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts at the start of each month. Now, later this month, Unisuper's Chief Investment Officer, John Pierce, is going to be filming his next quarterly investment update video. So do keep an eye out for that one as well later in October. We are Unisuper, the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. If you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. And we recommend you seek financial advice before making any decisions about your super. Also, remember to consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They are available on our website. The past performance of any investment options that we discuss in the podcast isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that just by talking about certain companies, we're not endorsing them for you to include in your personal portfolio.